Well, let me preach a minute here. God bless you. You may be seated. The God I speak of this morning cannot be comprehended with our finite minds. Before time was, there was God. God never had a beginning. He will never have an end. God holds all power, is everywhere present, knows all things. That God, before there was atmosphere, before there was air, before there was space, stood on nothing and said, let there be. And whatever he said happened. Atoms and molecules and matter came into existence and formed into the things that we see. Hebrews 11.3 tells us, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He spoke it happened. It appeared. No one elected God. No one is equal to God. God even said of himself in Isaiah 45, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. No one compares to our God. He commands light. God speaks to light. What language does light speak? Whatever it is, God knows it and he can talk to light. In the the plagues in Egypt, he commanded the frogs and the lice and the gnats. In Jonah, he commanded the whale. He spoke to those things and they heard, understood, and obeyed. All creation is subject to him. He is the great creator. Genesis 1-1 declares, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He did it by his authority, by his power. John 1-1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not Genesis tells us in the beginning, God created. John tells us, in the beginning was the Word. Genesis tells us that God created. John tells us that the Word was God and nothing was created without the Word. That God was light and brought life to mankind. John 1.14 says, and the Word that was in the beginning that created everything, that word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That word, that light, that life, God's being, God's will, God's plan became enfleshed. We beheld the glory of God in the man Christ Jesus. First Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, or the Word, the Creator, was manifest in the flesh. Mankind could now see Him, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the and received up into glory. What I declare to you this morning...
was manifest here on earth and talked about in the New Testament. Jesus is not some junior God. He's not some second in authority. He's not some one-third shared position. He's the flesh of Almighty God. God stood on nothing and created everything. So it should not surprise us that Jesus stood on the water and told Peter to come. It looked like Peter was just walking on that water, but Peter was walking on the word of God. Peter was walking on the same authority that made the water, that made the gravity. That word is able to break the laws of nature as he wills. God created the word created. Jesus can break the laws that were created. Hebrews tells us God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. He spoke to us through Jesus whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds the same God. The same word is Jesus. God now in flesh. Verse 3 who being the brightness of his glory. Remember John telling us that God was light and life and that we beheld the glory of God in Christ Jesus and the express image of his person. Jesus Christ is the exact expression, likeness or representation of God and Jesus upholding all things by the word of his power. Same word, same God, same creator when he had by himself God said there's no God beside me he purged our sins that's talking about Jesus dying on the cross only God can forgive sins correct Jesus is God sat down on the right hand of majesty on high this is not referring to a geographical position God is an omnipresent spirit that is everywhere he has no right hand Jesus sat down because the work of Redemption was done in the supreme position of all exaltation. Colossians 2.9, for in him, Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Jesus is the fullness of God. I'm working to get across today. The same God that said, let there be light, is the same God who said to the storm, peace be still. The same God that told Adam to have dominion over the animal kingdom is the same God that told Peter to come and walk on the water. The same God that prepared a lamb for Abraham to sacrifice is the same God that prepared himself as the lamb to be sacrificed for our sin. The same God that broke open the fountains of the deep in Genesis during the flood is the same God that broke open the prison doors for Paul and Silas. It's the same God. So then you have Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Verse 9, and when he, speaking of Jesus, the word, God manifest in the flesh, had spoken these things. While they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they steadfastly looked toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus, 
which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Then return they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey. 13, and when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. And it, it was a list of who, some people who were there. Verse 14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication and gave a list of some more people who were there. While they were there in that upper room, talking and praying and in unity, Acts 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they are sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Had the Spirit gave them utterance, something powerful happened to that group that was gathered in one accord in the upper room. Jesus told them in Luke 24, 49, and behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you. But tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. They did what Jesus said, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Or we could say, with the Holy Spirit. Those are interchangeable. The Bible tells us that God is holy. 1 Peter 1.16, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. The Bible tells us that God is a spirit. John 4, 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And then the Bible says there is one spirit. Ephesians 4, 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. That's why we can say that these people in the upper room receive the spirit of God and there is only one one spirit. There is only one God. The God that created everything is the same God that was made manifest in the flesh. Is the same God that filled the believers in the upper room. Acts 5. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath, thou, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. In verse 3, Peter says, Ananias, you lied to the Holy Ghost. In verse 4, Peter said, Ananias, you lied to God. Same God. Peter didn't get mixed up what he was saying. There is the Spirit of God, and there is only one Spirit. So Peter can say, you lied to God or you lied to the Holy Ghost. Same God. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that you're the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 1 Corinthians 6.19. What? Know ye not that you're the body is the temple? Of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Which is it, Paul? You wrote this? Are you confused? No, the temple of God or the temple of the Holy Ghost. Same God, same thing. You see, we're not talking about different persons or personalities or some hierarchy or some division of authority. The Bible is describing different roles and modes and functions or offices through which God operates or reveals himself to us. 
us. I know I've read a ton of scriptures and there are a lot more about this to read. But before I preach my sermon, I'm attempting to get everybody on the same page and to remind us we believe in the one ever living eternal God, infinite in power, holy in nature, attributes and purpose, and possessing absolute indivisible indivisible deity. This one true God has revealed himself as Father through his Son in redemption and as the Holy Spirit by emanation. He is the same God. Okay, so you've been patient with me. So I'm going to ask for a little more patience. I'm going to hurry through these and make a quick application at the end. I'll start with this statement. It is the same God that. It is the same God that created everything out of nothing. It is the same God that allowed Sarah to conceive and give birth to Isaac in her old age. It's the same God that miraculously healed Rebekah's womb so that she could conceive Esau and Jacob and miraculously healed Rachel's womb so that she could conceive Joseph and Benjamin. It's the same God that lights a bush on fire, but the bush is not consumed. Has Moses' walking stick become a stake? Heals the leprous hand of Moses. Inflicted the ten plagues on Egypt. It is the same God that leads Israel with a cloud by day and a fire by night. Parted the Red Sea as an escape plan, made bitter waters sweet. It is the same God that supplied manna and quail in the wilderness, made drinking water pour from a rock, had a donkey verbally chastise Balaam, parted the Jordan River, made the walls of Jericho fall down flat, stopped the earth on its orbit, sent the fire out of a rock to consume a sacrifice. It is the same God that consumed Solomon's sacrifice with fire falling from heaven, heals King Hezekiah, kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego alive and unharmed in the flame, saved Daniel in the den of lions, saved Jonah in a whale's belly. It is the same God that turned water into wine, healed an official son, healed Peter's mother-in-law, caused the fishermen to catch a great amount of fish, cleansed a leopard, healed a paralytic, restored a withered hand, healed a Roman centurion son, raised a widow's son from the dead, calmed the storm, healed the woman with an issue of blood. It is the same God that raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, healed the blind man, fed 5,000 with the boy's lunch, walked on the water, fed 4,000 with a small lunch, cleansed 10 lepers, raised Lazarus from the dead, healed Malchus' severed ear. It is the same God that poured out the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, that cured the lame man in Acts 3, that freed the apostles from prison, that cast out unclean spirits in Acts 8, that restored Ananias' Ananias vision, that healed a man with palsy, that raised Dorcas from the dead, all in Acts chapter 9, that released Peter from prison in Acts 12, that cured a lame man in Acts 14, that got Paul and Silas out of prison in Acts 16, that brought Eutychus back to life in Acts 20. It is the same God that did all of those miracles and many more miracles. So on the tales of that, let me quote Hebrews 13 8 Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever the same God the same power 
the same ability, the same compassion, the same authority, the same love, the same strength, the same insight, the same knowledge. So after I read all of that, Romans 8:11. But if the spirit of him, there's only one spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead, dwell in you the same God. He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. That same God said he would dwell in us. He would quicken us. He would give us power. Second Corinthians says for God, the same God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Seven, but we have this treasure this spirit, this Holy Spirit, this one spirit in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The same light, the same God, the same glory. We have that treasure in clay. We have that treasure inside of us. We have that treasure in our fragile human nature. This is to declare even more so that if this is all about God, but we because we cannot do this on our own. But it is the same God that dwells in us. It is the same God who did all those miracles that dwells in us. It is the same God that forgave sins that dwells in us. It is the same God that's going to repent prepare a place for us to be with him forever that dwells in us. No wonder Acts 1-8 tells us you shall receive power. No wonder Mark 16 says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. No wonder Matthew 18 says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. No wonder after Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost and understood it was the same God that spoke things into existence that now dwelled in him he said in Acts 3 then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk and he took that lame man by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength Acts 4.31 makes a little better sense now and when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness it makes more sense when you understand this treasure we have in earthen vessels. Acts 9 says, and there he found a certain man named Aeneas which had kept his bed eight years. He was bedfast for eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. 
Okay, I don't want to belabor the point. But two more verses before I preach my sermon. Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life, which God, same God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. This God I'm talking about cannot lie. With that in mind, I will read the last verse before I preach. John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I did shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. You ready? Here's my sermon. The same God that created everything is the same God that commanded the winds and waves to obey him. Is the same God that filled the believers on the day of Pentecost. Is the same God that empowered the apostles. Is the same God that is here today and abides in every one of you who have received his spirit. If you are five years old and have been filled with the Holy Ghost, you have the same authority and power as the Apostle Paul. If you've had the Holy Ghost one month or 65 years, it is the same spirit, the same power, the same authority, the same God. So if you want to be filled with his spirit, today's a great day. If you need deliverance, today's a great day. If you need healing, today's a great day. If you need an answer, today is a great day. If Abraham can negotiate with God about the saving of a city, then I can stand in between and negotiate for the souls of Hazelwood. If the Israelites can march into the enemy's territory with the help of God and take back everything the enemy stole, then the sanctuary can march into the enemy's territory and take back everything the enemy has stolen. If Peter can lay his hands on somebody and God heals them, then you can lay your hands on somebody and God heal them. If Jesus commanded the evil spirits to go out of the man of Gadara, Paul rebuked the demons out of the young girl of Philippi. It is the same God that dwells in you. Somebody needs to speak it, proclaim it, declare it, pray it. The same God from Genesis is the same God at the sanctuary. 